We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Gilcast. You all got what you wanted. You've been asking for it all year. We've been winning. We've been crushing. We've been doing well in GPPs. But you got it. I'm Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Nate Noling. I'm joined by Sammy Reed. Not a lick of money was made between the three of us today. There were no profits to be had. We just, we woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We, we entered into our contest, and um, we promptly got punched in the face. Nate? How are you doing on this this very solemn occasion? Uh, got kicked in the teeth. <laughs> I mean, it, it was bad. It's it was so bad. <laughs> it was not a good Sunday. I mean, that was the most frustrating afternoon slate I've had in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sammy, what's uh, how's it how's it going over there? On the it's it's about six o'clock in the morning, I think. On, uh, on the West Coast. So, you know, you still have a whole day left to sit and suffer through. Yeah, I want to go back to bed, bro. I, you, ever have a, uh, you ever have one of those days where just like nothing goes right? Your DFS loses, all your season longs lose, even your real football team wins, but they lose their star middle linebacker. Like everything was just a, a poop sandwich. Dude, if, 
if I was losing in like my main event teams right now, I would not be able to do this show. Like I wouldn't be able to like conjure up enough positivity to like actually like click record and be here. I needed something to go right. And, and if I'm ever talking about my seasonal teams and we do the show, that means that I lost at least two mortgage payments, which I did today. Yep. I, I mean, it was just one of those days and it was capped off. Like you get said by this brutally terrible uh, Jets Miami game at the very end where everything seemed to be going right. You know, I had Fitzpatrick and Gaskin and I'm like, okay, I can still get there. And then like Gaskin starts just like smashing and he's got like 40 yards on he the first He had 10 drive. points in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, it was just like complete fire. And then, you know, he got the Maddox mush, you know, Davis just texts us, bro, like, there's no way he doesn't go for 30 today. And uh, lo and behold, thanks Davis. Uh, that yeah. didn't happen. And then they just Fitz went had like, 20 Fitz had 20, I think at halftime and ended the game with 18. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just complete, like, it was it was so crazy. They couldn't convert a, a single third down. And it was just, like, run, run, incomplete. Interception on the first pass. And it was like, dude, I was so close to, like, so many cash lines. And uh, it, it was just a very fitting end to the day. So, uh, yeah, pummel my face. Here I am. I'm, I'm here to take some L's. Let's do this. So something, uh, I don't remember who, but someone tweeted at me last week and asked us to say our scores before we started talking. They find um, that helpful. Yeah. I scored 140.42. Nate scored 136.94. And the whirling dervish, Sammy Reed, scored 127.24. I, I actually, because, you know, I get all these good games, like from people who are terrible at Daily Fantasy, I only lost in cash about 30% on DraftKings. I lost I, – I seriously think I won about five games on FanDuel out of, like, 300 posted head-to-heads. Like, I, I got completely wiped out. And I, I, I actually think I legitimately did not even min-cash GPPs today. Like, it was one of those days, dude. It's, it's such a tough scene. I mean, it, let's just – can we just talk about where it went wrong? Because it was not a – December to remember for me it was a December to forget yeah I mean I did not I didn't play Derek I didn't play Derek Henry and cash on DraftKings or on FanDuel and uh you know that was going really well for about three quarters then yeah he I was I was sitting there like laughing to myself even when he had the bonus it's like ha 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 these rubes taking a guy who never catches any passes. never catches any passes if he doesn't score it's just he's completely useless and then he rips off a 94-yard touchdown to go over 200 with a touchdown. And then in overtime, gets a 53-yard reception, which was, like, worth more points than Madison scored the entirety of his day. And then punches it in at the very end just to, like, just to stick the plunger right up the rectum and pull it out real fast. It was just a complete, complete flogging. And uh, I'm sore, bro. I'm real sore. Yeah, I, I didn't play Henry in GBP. I didn't play Henry in cash and I was big. I was big on the Buccaneers green Bay game for my stacks and tournaments. And I, I only did one Atlanta and Minnesota game stack out of probably like the 20 teams I made. So that'll do it chief. That's, that's basically the blueprint for how to lose money. Like if somebody was making a blueprint, how do you get completely wrecked on this slate? They basically put that on a document and sent it over to you and you followed it to a T. So, all right, let's get into this. Cause I actually, I actually think that um, there were, there were some really interesting decision points today because there were so many teams that projected so close, like our top optimals on daily Roto are our top 
our first optimal and our 50th optimal were all within a point. Not like two points, not like three and a half, like a point. Like it was just one of those slates where it was like that. And it starts right at the top with quarterback because a lot, you know, people did different things at quarterback. There were, I think, probably two chalky quarterback selections. I mean, was, was, I guess Tannehill was really chalky. So I guess, I guess there were three. And I really considered going Tannehill. I did. So the reason why I didn't consider Tannehill was I thought that Fitzpatrick was clearly superior for the same price, Mm -hmm. LOL. And I like Stafford more than both of them. And I actually like, I had no problem with the Fitzpatrick play. I ended up playing Stafford. I thought Fitzpatrick was fine. But I thought Stafford was a little bit better. Actually, I think that we even had Fitzpatrick projected for more points. I need to go look at that right now. I'd be hard-pressed to believe you guys didn't have Fitz for more points. I mean, literally, Stafford was like my sixth, maybe seventh QB. I was shocked when I saw you rolled him in cash. Yeah, her I mean, team total was so high, dude. Quarterback who like who, who no, who, I mean who never runs yeah. and has like no interest in getting the three hundred yard bonus. And I, uh, I did, hey, hey, dude, you 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 know you know who had twenty five yards? Thing. You know who twenty had twenty five yards rushing today? Was it was it Stafford? It was Stafford. Yeah, Fitz I mean, had that's four. way more than Fitzpatrick. I know it was, dude. Honestly, I think the two the like the only quarterbacks I really considered were Fitz and Tannehill. I somewhat, somewhat considered like that six, four, six, five range with like Minshew. Oh, oh I, I was right. We had Stafford for 23, which is very, very legitimate when you have a 29 point team total against the Jaguars. Dude, I, I, I had Stafford like below cousin. Like I was not playing Stafford in cash. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem with Stafford is what we saw today is that if they get out to any sort of lead, it is Adrian Peterson time. It's Swift time. Carry on Johnson. Like they, they have like no killer instincts there. I mean, they just have no. Well, so to like, I, again, I'm not saying like, I think I made some great play or anything, but he like, he threw 31 passes, right? That's fine. But they, they had three rushing touchdowns and you just like, when you go out to project a team, you're not going to project them to score 70% of their points via rushing. You project them to score about 30% of their points via rushing. And what Kenny, Kenny G got tackled on the one, which turned into a Deandre Swift rushing touchdown. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, and I mean, literally if Kenny just gets in on that, I have a winning day, but not that I'm salty or anything, whatever. It doesn't matter. No but, big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, we all I think have that, a winning day if Kenny gets in on that. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that. Um, fit. I thought that. I also. I will say this: Stafford in competitive games, he like he can go nuts. He can go nuclear, right? Like, I mean, we've seen this happen loads of times, right? Where he, where they'll have him have like forty-five dropbacks or whatever, because the Lions. You guys are right that the Lions have no balance. Where when they're up ten. They're literally just run, run, pass. Like if it's second, if it's third and eight or whatever. They're so thirsty for a win. They're like, oh, we don't want to do anything to screw this up. We're going to get a win today. You know, and it's just like, dude, they're just just so bitch made. So bitch made. Throw the ball down the field, damn it. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, Stafford plays all of his like home games in a dome, in a great like environment. He was on the road, no dome, win. Yeah, but dude, the Jaguars are the worst. Yeah, that, that basically says it all, Nate. No dome. That's how I felt about this entire day. Yeah, like, no the, dome. 
Yeah, I'm but so seriously, tilted. I mean, like, this is not the environment to play Stafford. Like the, I don't, I don't get that team total. I think people overvalued how bad the Jacksonville defense was. Um, even Galladay, I felt somewhat fishy about. No, no, I will not allow. I will not allow this, dude. Yeah, he is. He put uh, up 34 he, points. Nate, yeah, like. he Nate Kenny Galladay is like he's just as good as for for fantasy as Thielen is. No. Dude, one of them is a legitimate alpha who's like I mean, I mean that's projected twenty five percent. Yeah, the one of them, one play. of them is one of them is Justin Jefferson's backup, dude. That's okay. right. <laughs> you realize like Why Kenny Galladay like has never Jefferson. had like above like the twenty three percent target share on a seat. Like he just he will this year yeah, though. That's not what Detroit does. They spread it out. Marvin Jones. I'm, is I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, this year it's going to happen because Marvin Jones is he's dustier than our lineups today. He's dustier than fading Derrick Henry to do it's when really do you think the last time a matt stafford wide receiver had above a 25 percent target share on a season was i'm sure it was calvin johnson okay so like you might be right like it might have been 2016 so i don't understand why you would think adam thielen who's like might how many hey, hey sammy as someone who played adam thielen in cash today how did you feel that he was an alpha did you feel that he was really dominating do you feel that he was making his presence known out there this had this had real shades of uh calvin ridley slash <laughs> <laughs> like when there's an actual alpha in the house but you play the beta for like two grand more it's like the feeling in the entire world like i feel so awful about myself yeah anyway anyway Fitz was super popular, but did either like did either of you guys think about playing Tannehill over him? I, I thought about it, especially uh, just because I didn't want to have too many Dolphins. Uh, because let's not forget, like the Dolphins are a bad team. In fact, so you know that's one thing I tried to tried to not do. But in the end, like I felt pretty good about about Fitzpatrick. He just like yolos it, um, and he, he gives you some rushing floor. And, you know, he throws the ball deep, and he's actually got really good weapons. Um, not that he used any of them today. You know, he just threw to backup tight ends all day. But... Dude, what, what happened to – I didn't watch any of this game. What happened to Kasiki? I mean, he just got cut by, like, second and third string tight ends. That's not good, bro. I, like, just made a, a dynasty trade for Kasiki, and I'm, like, I'm tilting. No, I mean, you should have traded for Adam Shaheen. I should have traded, traded for Durham Smythe. <laughs> so so yeah so i mean the the reality is like i think Tannehill's really good um and it was a good scoring environment and i think Tannehill smashed pretty hard today so so, so my reality is that i hate ryan Tannehill and that i like refuse to acknowledge that he's good <laughs> dude he's real good like i mean yeah. you have to acknowledge anytime you get away from adam gase like things are just really really good right didn't Tannehill well, wasn't Tannehill with gase I- I considered Tannehill. I thought he was fine. I mean, I, the reason I went um, Fitz was just the, the rushing upside and the fact that I had no Dolphins exposure because I was going Montgomery over Gaskin, and I already had A.J. Brown. So I felt fine getting, um, getting Fitz exposure there. So. Let, me, let me tell you this. The worst thing that anyone could have done today was not play the Dolphins defense in cash. No. Oh yes, okay. that was the only thing that helped. You remember, just, just, like, just kick me in the, just kick me in the ball sack, homie. Well, That's dude, cool. dude, Sammy, bro, it was the Dolphins. It was the Jets. How like the, every defense against the Jets this year has been like forty four hundred. 
I, I had to get Adam Thielen in there, man. <laughs> just had to get the the, the number two. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll have time. We'll have time to talk about Dude, that. When let's, you can get when you can pay down for a defense that's in a dome going up against one of the like biggest team totals on the slate. Well, that do doesn't it. matter because you just want your defenses to face lots of pass attempts. So that's I don't fine. give a damn about no team total, bro. Yeah. yeah. But okay. What what the what the fuck, Alexander Madison? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Do, hey, hey, Davis, do running backs matter or not? <laughs> what happens, dude? Like, you're going to go out there and get four points against the Atlanta Falcons? Do you, do you think he was still shook from not converting that fourth down last week where he had that, like, five-foot-wide hole and didn't run into it? Do you think he was just, like – did you think he had the yips like Jose Altuve? Because I, I don't understand what happened. I watched some of the game, and I'm still confused. He got 10 rushing attempts and, like, two targets. I feel I, very, I, very confident that Dalvin Cook would have scored 25 DraftKings points in this game. With like I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't feel, no, I don't feel that confident at all. I don't feel I literally that. felt like this game just, like, lost a quarter or, like, two quarters. How was he – he only had 10 rushing attempts and two targets. There was no other backs. Like, this was his I, – I don't know. I'm, like, dumbfounded at what happened. I'm like dumbfounded. Even after watching the game, I'm like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like DraftKings is missing a quarter. No, they're not missing a quarter, bro. Nope, nope. There were 63 points scored. There were 63 points scored, and he rushed the ball 10 times and had two targets. I mean, Atlanta – so I think Atlanta is probably one of the worst three teams in the NFL. Um, I mean, they're just so, so, so awful, and – the, the fact, I mean, Minnesota's not that great, but the fact that they just went into Minnesota and whoop spanked them, I mean, really, really screwed with our program here, like in a big way. And maybe we didn't consider enough that that was a reasonable possibility because Minnesota's not actually very good. I mean, yeah, they are horrible. They're a little, little bit of that, uh, man, we really hated Dan Quinn narrative going in there where they were like, man, it sucked playing for that guy. We were ready to move on. Uh yeah, I'm just looking at the box score for this game, though. I, pour one out for Todd Gurley. 20 rushing attempts, 47 yards. I mean, it's just – you hate to see it. But this I don't, literally I don't has personally to hate lowest, to see it that much. This, this has to be the lowest rushing attempts in a Mike Zimmer game, like, ever. ever. Like, seriously, I, I literally don't understand. Mike Zimmer rush, rushes the ball every chance. The only thing – like – it makes no sense to me how little usage you got. It makes maybe no you didn't sense feel that confident once uh, once Dalvin Cook was out. Maybe he thinks running backs matter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kirk Cousins like they, they put the ball in his hand a ton, and he ended up. I mean, dude, he had like negative points. Oh there. yeah, Nate, that's why they Kirk Cousins threw three interceptions in the first half. That was why he only got. I was trying to think of this. Yeah, it's because it's because they just had all these possessions that were ending with interceptions. Yeah. And then they were down literally I think they were down 30 points in the second half. So 
I mean, obviously the one v one was Thielen or, or I'm sorry, uh, was was Madison or Henry, and we all chose. Well, no, I was no, never. I was one. never no. playing Henry. I was. N- I, if you play uh, Henry, you were fish and you you won some. No, money. no, Thanks. no, I'll, no. We'll take your money the rest of the year. That is inaccurate. That is inaccurate. That is very inaccurate. Um, no, I don't. Nate is holding strong. Davis, I don't want to be associated with this take. Davis, you realize that you cannot on DraftKings.com play a running back at this price tag that does not catch passes. I mean, I play Jonathan Taylor, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I mean, how, how many how many passes did uh did Madison catch today? <laughs> Dude, you cannot know pay seven three for a guy who projects to less than ten percent of the target share. You just can't. Like, well, you, what if, if what if you're what if I tell you that he's locked into a ninety four yard rushing touchdown? No, oh, no also, I mean yeah, that's Todd why Gurley. Jonathan Taylor. Just is throwing it out there. That's why guys like uh, Todd Gurley you can't play. Even Joe Mixon gets a higher percentage of the target share than freaking Derrick Henry does. Okay. He okay. Nate, so, he had one catch going into overtime. He had one catch. So Nate, were you so confident that Madison would catch passes? Yes. Okay. I thought Madison had. So here's here's my like galaxy brain stupidity of the week. So Alex or Alexander Madison actually has like a normal workload. He always will get touches even when Cooks in. Like he has a role in the offense. I thought he was not only going to take the. Uh, Dalvin Cook role. He was also going to maintain some of his current role. I thought he was going to have a, it, like a floor of a workload that Dalvin Cook had. Uh, so he's going to be like Voltron and just like combine Cook yes, and I Madison Mike, into a super I mean, running back that was like supposed to be 10K. Well, because there wasn't like they're not going to give Amir Abdullah and Mike Boone the same work that Madison gets on a normal week, like weekly basis. It's similar like to like Boone, what they like Boone. Mm. I mean, Boone was banged up, and I, I just didn't – I don't know. I literally – like, I didn't have any fear about Madison at 7-2. I just didn't. But So, so this is just like cold clocked you. you, you yeah, it totally cold clocked me. I literally thought I was getting Dalvin Cook plus workload at 7-2. I mean, and Dalvin I, Cook has had bad games before. Like, the Vikings suck. Yeah, I mean, he's had Happens. bad games where he, where he gets 20 rushing attempts and six targets. But, yeah, but, but not at home against Atlanta. 10 rushing attempts at home has to be the lowest, like the lowest of any Mike Zimmer running back of all time. Like it just does. I'm, I'm I, Kirk Cousins screwed this whole thing up for us, bro. And like, don't tell me Derrick Henry was a good play. Derrick Henry was not a good play. And if you he was a Derrick fine Henry, play. No, if you play Derrick Henry on cash games at DraftKings.com, I think 7.3. I think Levitan played him in cash. No. Yeah, because Levitan's sharp and no, likes alpha bad, dogs. No, no. If Levitan did that, it's a bad play. He, you cannot play. Now, Levitan probably split lineups. He said, <laughs> <laughs> 50% Henry. I, I almost split today, but it wouldn't have mattered. Both of them would have lost because neither of them had Henry in it. Nate, Nate, made, Nate made the most mentally weak play out of all the plays, though. He, he, he played David Montgomery, who's just like a fat turd. <laughs> How's that like, sequence, Nate, when he, when he got the ball to one and then didn't get in, and then he got it again, and they said he was and in? And then they said he wasn't in. but he, Just yeah. so mentally weak that he put his elbow down on the ground before the goal line. Yeah, that was they, tilting. That was yeah, tilting. Like I mean, Montgomery it. got the workload. He got 19 rushing attempts and, like, six targets. I mean, 
at that price tag, I would do it again. I mean, he he is literally he is literally a fullback who just like they're just like we have no option. <laughs> I mean, he can't move, dude. It's like sucks watching him play. Do you he should be blocking for quarter. <laughs> do you know who the Bears' backup running back is, though? Yeah, Artavis Pierce or Ryan Nall, I guess depending. So neither one of them, I think, has had a rushing attempt on the season. Like Nall has one. Nall has one. Patterson. So, like, I mean, literally, he had 19 rushing attempts and five targets at – what was his price? Five? Five, eight? Like, I would do that again? Like – He was a good – he was a good yes, player. The thing yeah, about, he was The thing about fine. Gaskin is Gaskin had all the efficiency that I – like, obviously, higher team total and stuff like that. But Gaskin has multiple people who would vulture touches from him in both Fitzpatrick and um, – Brita had – Brita had – Brita had four carries before the last drive. Well, Brita had nine carries last week. Brita is getting usage, and we've seen Brita as like Brita's not a like he's not a zero. Brita is a talented, fast running back at the NFL level, and we we've seen him be productive before. Where Montgomery has literally nobody behind him. So I I saw I saw Montgomery having like eighty plus percent share of the rushing attempts. And I just felt better about Montgomery over Gaskin. I don't really don't care. I mean, that wasn't why I lost. I lost because I played Madison. I mean, Madison put up a four. And you Derrick didn't. Henry you didn't. You could have. You could have won without with Madison. No, you, on DraftKings.com, when Derrick Henry was thirty percent owned or something like he was, and he puts up thirty, and you you play a forty percent owned running back who gets you four at seven K, you're gonna lose. Like, Ugh. you just. Swallow that pill for the week. It's fine. We have a Bro. 17. We have a 17. So I, I want to – go ahead, Sam. I was just going to say, I was actually looking at, like, my contests and had my winnings up the moment that Derrick Henry ripped off that 94-yard. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, so like, you, like, watched it leave? In real time. And it was just, like – it was just, like, me stimulating the DFS economy. It was just, like, a complete bailout. Um, that, that was really, really painful. Yeah, so I Are played. You guys honestly, telling me that you think Derrick Henry was like a good play. I thought fine. him and Madison were super close. Yeah, um, I thought they were fine. And and like in retrospect, obviously, you, when one guy scores forty plus and the other guy scores four uh, in a game where I thought they were pretty similar plays, like the way my lineup was constructed, I did, I actually didn't even have the hundred bucks, so it was just like an easy one for me. But I was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm not giving much up either way. Uh, in terms of, well, I would I would have never done that because fading fading Madison in cash games would have just been stupid. Like we can look back and be like, oh, the Viking. Like no, there was no logical way to fade Madison in cash games. But okay, we, so then then so are we talking about not a one v one, but but actually Madison plus Henry plus a scrub like Gaston. So you would have had to fade Davis then, and Davis I think was the lock too. Or no, you would have faded you would have faded all the expensive wide receivers and played like. Claypool, AJ Brown, and I don't know. I would be cheap. surprised to see sharp people with a construction of three seven K running backs. Like I just don't think that was Well no, you play no, no, no. you play yeah, you play Mike Davis, Derrick Henry, Alexander Madison, and then That's what um, I'm saying. I don't think anybody And then you, you do it Sammy did and you play the Vikings defense, you play Herb Smith Jr. and uh Davis, Davis you could have done it. You could have just not played Jonathan Taylor. You could have <laughs> Yeah, Davis, let's talk about oh my God, Davis. <laughs> Jonathan 
tell you what. Let's roast this man. If you're going to play <laughs> someone who doesn't get targets, at least play Derrick Henry, someone who literally cannot be taken down at the NFL level. Hey, my, my running – Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. How he looked in college, and you saw him in week one, and he broke a long run. You literally cannot get off of this, like – like you watch the games with your eyes, and you're like, oh, he's fast. He's good. I'm going to play Jonathan him. Taylor got six oh. targets, dude. He got Jonathan he, Taylor, he had in the backfield who will always out target him. How, how, what, do you, what do you think his market share of rushing attempts was today? I don't know. I bet I know what his projection was going into the game, and he wasn't a good play. All of the projection systems had him as a good play. I mean, Davis, I'll, I'll tell you, I thought he was a play. Um, I that's the thing. He, I thought he, he was to, I thought he was like whatever. I actually didn't really see a difference between Taylor and Gaskin. Um, I thought they were more or less the same play, but I liked Kenny Galladay more than I liked Thielen and all of the rest of my lineup was where I wanted it. And I was just like, what I, I will say this. I actually do think that Taylor had more like multi touchdown upside than Gaskin did just based on how they, how they use their running backs. So that was, that was kind of what led me to that path. And the, and also Jordan Wilkins only played two snaps last week. He got one carry in this game so like they and and there was a report early uh this morning like a Schefter tweet that uh they were looking to expand Jonathan Taylor's role and they did in this game they extended his role he got um 85 percent of the running back touches and was out there the entire game except for the the uh two minute drill at the end of the going into half. this week going into this week Jonathan Taylor had 52.4% of the backfield touches 49% of the snaps and 8.3% of the team Nate, targets. I'm, I'm aware you, but Jordan Wilkins had been a part of that and he is not anymore yeah, Jordan Nate, Wilkins did is not done. did you or did you not see the Schefter tweet No I saw the Schefter tweet Naheem Hines is still a thing and Naheem if it was Naheem Hines I probably would have played it Jordan Wilkins is not the same like impact that Naheem Hines is on that on that team Bro you got to you got to follow the Schefter tweet I all right, we'll get back to the Gilcast here in just a minute, but we need to plug our great sponsor for this week on the Daily Fantasy Football Feed. And much regret here that we're not letting Davis or even Nate uh, do this read. And of course, Manscaped, they're back, and uh, Autumn is in the air, and they're here to ensure that you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they've just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. You can play DFS in at least two of those three places. So if you're from there, make sure you check them out. Because, you know, Manscaped, this is just for dudes out there. It's going to make your life so much better. I promise you. Uh, They've got their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, replaceable ceramic blades, uh, advanced skin safe technology helps keeping those grooming mistakes at a minimum awfully important but they've got so much more than that crop cleanser body wash uh, which uh, you can use all over yourself their manscaped uh, refined cologne cost-effective way to smell clean fresh for your upcoming autumn date uh, so check them out. I mean, Manscaped, they're a great sponsor. If you love what we're doing here at Roto-Grinders, you love uh, this this podcast feed, then check them out right now. So this is what you need to know. Manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping with promo code ROTO. That's R-O-T-O. That's right. Get 20% off, free shipping, Manscaped.com, 
with the promo code ROTO. Make your balls a priority this fall. All right. We'll hopefully have them back next week. It will let Davis do that read. But let's get back to the Gilcast here uh, on the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast. I mean, like Taylor played a lot. Like he Naheem played six-, six targets. There is somebody else in the backfield who gets six targets. That is not a feature running back. You cannot claim that he is worth 6.5K on DraftKings.com. Well, certainly guys, he's not, sir. When the I, other got, guys I got owned, <laughs> buddy. I got owned hard. Did, did you get 800 bucks to get to Derrick Henry? <laughs> <laughs> I would have had to play the Vikings yes. defense. <laughs> yeah, play the Vikings. Like. At least Derrick Henry doesn't have another running back in his backfield. That's also, that's he, he does. McNichols is playing a bunch. Well, McNichols, McNichols played 30 snaps on Tuesday night. And he was in on the like last two minutes on stuff too. It was crazy. So anyway, I just, Jonathan Taylor, I don't understand that. I don't understand that play. It was, it was, I mean, you should have just, I thought he was a really fine play in GPPs. I didn't really see the, see the cash utility in him. Well, that, I mean, so I agree. Like, it's like I, t- I, I felt very whatever about the decision between my two v two was Gaskin Thielen, uh, Galladay Taylor, and I was like, dude, I just, I, Adam Thielen for seventy three hundred, no thanks, man, not for me. I mean, bro, against the Vikings or against uh, against against the the Falcons at home, giant implied team total and the game script, like they got way down. How did Adam Thielen not completely? So relative rock? to. The Rotor Grinders projection and the ETR projections, we were about a point and a half lower on Thielen because we had Justin Jefferson for larger larger target shares than the yeah, other oh, sites. He's good. That makes sense. Well, actually, I think the differential is other sites are still projecting Kyle Rudolph for like ten percent, and we are projecting him for like four and a half percent because he doesn't right. exist. Yeah. I actually think that was is the difference. Jefferson just. I mean, feeling so bad. Like, I mean, honestly, I was I was super fortunate to get anything from. Yeah, him. you like, did suck out on that, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we had we had Galladay straight up projected for more points than Thielen. Like, not dollars per point, just like straight up more points. That surprises me. Let me see. What just because Thielen, I, I know Jefferson's really come on, but Thielen's been really, really dominant in terms of not just targets. Yeah, but he's yard share. Red you guys had Galladay crazy high i i had feeling as the second highest outside of Devonte. i mean i i stand by the the galladay projections he's a crusher he is a crusher but like galladay is is usually not like a 10 plus target kind of guy like he's more like my so my feeling is 23 to 25 percent target share on a season where Thielen literally has ceiling of above 30 percent target share not anymore though he does not yeah, no, dude. I'm literally telling you, not anymore. I'm that used to be the case. It is no longer true. There were literally weeks this year. I and okay, there yes, there was. Before Justin Jefferson had arrived is over now. Justin Jefferson has arrived. Do you think Justin Jefferson is as much of a target share hog as Diggs was? More. Diggs had ninety four targets last year. Jefferson is gonna pass that up by week ten. Yeah, but wasn't Diggs hurt? Yes. Diggs no, they first. were they they Diggs was a twenty five percent target share guy in twenty eighteen. They that's not even what happened. They turned him into a deep threat. That his A dot went from like for his career, it went from being like like eight or nine to his A dot last year was like fourteen and a half. 
Yeah, they did that they, stuff where they, they switched him and they got completely changed and put him Okay, outside. but in 2018, yeah. Diggs had 25% of the target share over an entire season. He had 149 targets. And don't I, I don't think that Justin Jackson is like that. And in that season You don't even know this guy's name. <laughs> in that season, Thielen still put up 153 targets. Thielen has had multiple seasons with above 140 targets over the past three years. Like that is Thielen is very different than Kenny Galladay. Like, Thielen is a 25% target share floor where that is Kenny Galladay's ceiling. Like, yeah, Detroit but just you... isn't set up in the same way from a uh, – that's not the way Stafford works. That's not the way, like, Detroit has ever worked since Calvin Johnson. So, Maybe. like – I, I get what you're saying. And all this has like good mathematical basis behind it. But the reality is, is sometimes football is not one on a spreadsheet. It's a little bit more of an art, my friend. It's a little bit more and, of an art. And Justin and, Jefferson and Justin is a Jefferson. freaking artist. <laughs> hey, like he's already, he's real. already got, he's already got two games with more than 175 receiving yards. He has more receiving yards through five games than Randy Moss did. Care to respond? <laughs> <laughs> or would you I, like this L, my friend? <laughs> no, I understand that, but I also know that three weeks ago he had a target share of eleven percent. Like, this is not. A- <laughs> yeah, okay, because he it just hadn't happened yet, dude. It's you. You don't put the Pandora back in the box. Yeah, I'd really like Got to it. have played Adam Thielen three. Got weeks it. Ago. Jonathan Taylor is now the best <laughs> running back in the NFL because there was. Okay, I muted him. I can't handle it. <laughs> How's Clyde Edwards-Helaire doing? How's I love how you guys take these short samples and just like make. Oh, these I'm still I'm tilting up. so hard right now. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think football <laughs> is, Nate? <laughs> Nate looks at like four years of historical data. It's like, nah, dude, things change in the NFL, and they and they change quick. And if not, not as quickly as you guys are thinking, Adam Thielen is not Cal- Kenny Galladay. Like, okay, what what I, what odds what Nate, odds will you give me? Nate, Nate, I'm with you. I played Adam Thielen in cash. Like, Amos, and I, think I will bet you in money that Adam Thielen ends with a higher target share this season than Kenny Galladay. What about what about Kenny. straight up more total targets, Kenny G versus Thielen? Then you're taking into account like injuries. I am not getting into a predicting. Then you're taking into account actual production. Then you're taking into account fantasy points, and I'm not in the business of accruing those. Clearly, I prefer Sklansky bucks. Okay, I didn't even play Thielen today. I played Galladay, but you guys are just fish. <laughs> yeah, you played Galladay because he was the better play. Well, today he was because of his price tag. Wait, hold on. We haven't even gotten to what I thought was going to be the big argument of the show, where Nate tries to tell us that freaking Chase Claypool, who's like the new Calvin Johnson, who was 5,200 and wasn't a good play. This is going to be my favorite part of the show. Explain to me why I'm bad for jamming in Chase Claypool. Um, cause James Washington <laughs> is like the target over him. Like Claypool sucked out with a rushing touchdown. Like, please don't dunk on out, me. bro. He gets like three attempts a game now at the goal. Yeah. That's like, that's like a, a structured part of their offense. Yeah. Davis, were you tilting when, when Washington caught that long bomb? No, no, no. Because, because they, what you actually wanted if you played Claypool at 5,200 was for Washington to be the outside guy and for Claypool to be the slot guy because the outside guy, he gets like four targets, and if he doesn't catch one of them, he's going to have three for 63, and that's like the ceiling. Like what, what I, guy, I think that's almost exactly what Washington had even. What guy is Juju now? 
He's the clear out guy. He's Michael. He's the, Ga- <laughs> he's the tight end that they just bring along the line of scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, when you can get four targets from a five, oh, okay, guy, you I can't. Just need to, you just need to jam it. I don't even. I don't even and want you to do can this. Pay with you? five point two for the third wide right receiver on. on yeah. What about what about when you include the fact that he's also the goal line back? I played a goal line back at wide receiver and at tight end today because I'm super sharp. Dude, he's he's like better than than Chanel, right? Okay. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Under, this gonna be over under rushing touchdowns for uh, for him through the rest of the year. One and a half. It's a good line. The, I mean, he definitely outscored Thielen, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, this is so tilting. I mean, he he caught every one of his targets for seventy four yards, and then had a rushing. He, catch. but you know what? He is going to have a, a massive amount of touchdowns over or, uh, expected fantasy points in this game because he got tackled at the the two yard line and at the one yard line on his receptions. Yeah, yeah. Ben Ben threw one out to him in the flat, and he like dove and came up like a half a yard short. Yeah, David Montgomery, but he made like a good play. Like he was. Yeah. So tilting, Jesus Christ. Um, and then no, no. Well, I I want to mock Nate a little. I mean, I can't make fun of the Robbie Anderson play because it's like such a good math play. But it's like it's like sort of like where you're like it's a little bit more of an art, bro. Like the Robbie Anderson Anderson play was like this close to dunking on you. I I didn't I did not at any point tell you it was bad because I think he's an alpha and I think that I think that Curtis Samuel being out was like it was a fine play. Yeah, when I mean, Curtis Samuel was out for me, it became a lock. I liked Robbie Anderson before with Curtis Samuel out. I thought he was a lock. That game did not go how I think any of us thought it would. I mean, Bridgewater and Carolina just struggled way more than all of us thought they would have. Um, Mike Davis was not McCaffrey, but he did get a touchdown still. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think any of us expected Teddy Bridgewater to complete 16 passes in this game. Like, so I, I don't like Robbie. Robbie is a boss, and I will continue. Let, let me tell you, Robbie. I only caught some of that game, but Robbie Anderson earned every single fantasy point that he got. Teddy, Teddy was terrible, dude. I mean, Teddy literally completed 16 passes. That had yeah. to be the low of the week. Like. So yeah, when you take Davis more, man. Yeah, when you pay a five point or whatever I paid for. Oh yeah, we we kind of skipped over Mike Davis a little bit. I mean, how bad could this dude run? Right, like they they get down to the goal line three times. He only gets one touchdown out of it, and he has one reception in this game. Like, what gives? Well, he had two, but he fumbled. But he but he fumbled. He he fumbled it. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was bad. I mean, we don't do a really good job of like talking about our lineups, but like we all played Madison, we all played Davis. Nate, you played uh, Montgomery. Montgomery. Me and Sammy had the sharpest running backs. It was either Montgomery or Gaskin. Davis Fish. You had the sharpest running backs, but for the third week in a row, who scored the most points? Dude, I think uh, the last two uh, weeks I scored more than you. Uh, uh, no, I scored like 30 more points than you guys last week. No, let me pull it up. Yes, <laughs> I did. I was just happy to win. I don't remember. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, Nate, again, with the Sklansky box, obviously, but... Yeah, so so we all played Brown. We all played Brown, who was just like a free square, and you were like... Yeah, I, I thought the locks were Madison, Mike Davis, and A.J. Brown. Yeah, so you were a guppy if you didn't play A.J. Brown, but I we did we all play Galladay? So we all played Brown and Galladay. My third yep. receiver was Thielen. 
uh, Robbie Anderson for Nate, and Davis went with Claypool. And then we all played Trey Burton. That was sharp. It, it was sharp, but, I mean, like, obviously some of the best run – because, like, Irv Smith actually had a good game. So that was the thing was that Irv Smith was the other guy that you could have considered. And he had, I believe, five targets in this game. Yeah, and so, a two-point conversion target and catch. Yeah, so, like, had Trey Burton – like, had Trey Burton had a Logan Thomas, like – three for 18 game, we would have been, we would have been uh, in a very bad spot relative to our opponents who yeah. played Irv Smith. Yeah. I'm, I'm bummed that, that Burton was so popular. Like I didn't know he was, he would be this popular. I thought Irv would take a lot more uh, ownership. And then I was very dismayed to see that we all played Burton. He scored two touchdowns. And I played. thought this oh, was a classic spot. I thought this was a classic spot where Nate would not have played him. Like, I, I was ready for Nate to show up with, like, Austin Hooper or something. Uh, I'm super I'm bummed. Sure. <laughs> I'm super bummed <laughs> Waller was on the bye this week. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had, I had Burton in when you guys were doing Irv. Well, had, you're, had, you're the original Burton guy. I had Burton all week. I had, I had Irv all week because I was trying to play Henry for, for, for a little while. Yeah, you should have done that. Well, you should have done, done that. He would have been a better play than Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> if you're going to play a fat running back who can't catch passes, might as well. You know. Get up to the I, I actually, by the way, I actually said that to Andrew Wiggins this morning. I said, if I'm going to play a fat, I might as well play Henry instead of Taylor. <laughs> and I didn't do it. Did Wiggins play Henry? You know what would have been great for you? If Burton had given Taylor the ball on that option play. And Taylor. Oh, oh my God! Can you imagine if he popped past it to Jonathan Taylor, and I got a Trey Burton to Jonathan Taylor passing touchdown? <laughs> uh, Nate would have been so pissed right now. <laughs> Nate, Nate would not have been able to do the show. It would have been unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. If Jonathan Taylor did well, I would have been. I mean, Nate. He like he was like he a, well. a he was like an ankle away from having twenty one. Yeah, okay. he did well. Literally, Montgomery had two touchdowns taken away from him. Well, David Montgomery is he didn't is score some... the touchdowns, Nate, because he's fat. Yeah, he didn't actually get into the end zone. That's the thing. Like watching David Montgomery is like, what would happen if Alex Arma got to be a, a full time running back for an NFL team? Okay, Montgomery he just out... like got a jam in Arma. He gets Montgomery out. Yeah, Arma gets all the work, and then was like five hundred dollars cheaper. It wasn't even a. I Nate, I thought. Actually, you know, and if you really liked Montgomery, you should have played on FanDuel because he was fifty nine hundred there, which on FanDuel is like, I, I think I think Adrian Peterson is more. I probably, I mean, if I was playing on FanDuel, I'd probably play somebody like David Johnson or something. He he probably got twenty touches again. At five David game. Johnson so much. David oh, Johnson, you know? he finally scored a touchdown. Yeah. What do you know, David Johnson? Another nineteen rushing attempts. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Only two targets though this week. Well. But you guys are all drawn to these guys who get 10 rushing attempts. I mean, Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I played Madison. He got yeah. I played, I played Madison. He loves like, to get ten rushing attempts. We can okay, uh, each other about all this stuff, but like the truth is, we all played Madison. And the truth is, I'm just and now we're all poor. The truth is, I'm just tilted. I'm, the truth I'm, is that oh. Sammy didn't play the best defensive play of all time on DraftKings.com. 
Actually, yeah, can you talk to me about that? He, because he just said defense don't matter, so whatever. Yeah, I mean they were they were a four and a half point home favorite, and yes, did I like Miami better than Minnesota? You're damn right, I did. Of course, they were. It was a better spot, but for me, it was just like my two v two was 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 Burton. Um, yeah, it was Burton in the Miami, or it was Burton and Minnesota defense versus Irv in the Miami defense, and I went with Burton. Um, and it was, I mean, it was fairly close, but like I really wanted my three receivers, right? I wanted. Uh, I wanted Thielen because I thought he was just a complete smash. Thielen, Galladay, and A.J. Brown. I thought that was like the nuts right there. Madison and Davis at running back with Gaskin. Um, you know, if, if like the only spot like I feel like I'm weak at is DST where I played 2.3 for yeah. a home favorite against the freaking Atlanta Falcons, um, I'm fine. So, Sammy, I thought your team was sharper than David's. I, I actually think Thielen, Galladay, and Brown were really – That is very on brand for Nate to look at the team that scored 20 less points and be like, yes, yeah. that's they the team. The for me. <laughs> Davis, I appreciate that. Buddy. Davis, you literally played Jonathan Taylor and Chase Claypool. Like, you're lucky you didn't get Claypool – was, Claypool was not bad. I refuse Claypool to acknowledge. Claypool the most no. recency-biased play you've made this no. year. You've Nate, been relatively so, sharp so this stupid. year. You've been relatively sharp this year. This is like the guy. This is like this is like Justin Jefferson's going to be like fifty two hundred next week, and Nate's going to be like, dude, do you guys see Thielen? He's only seventy four hundred. I'm jamming him in. <laughs> the Vikings are on a bye next week, so that doesn't hold. But it's just like, dude, you got to adjust with the new information. Juju Smith Schuster is Demarcus Robinson. He's not going to command any target share. So there's lots of targets to go around, and Claypool is a baller, and they try and get him to score touchdowns. It's the gadget floor, dude. You remember when we used to talk about the gadget floor? Chase Claypool has that gadget floor, bro. What's James Washington's price? That's that's more. What- oh, my gosh, Nate. I can't even. James Washington's the terrible. Yards, bro, the air yards. I mean, here's, here's what happened with you, Davis, and confirm or deny, and I want you to be honest here. You locked into Jonathan Taylor, and you just said, you know what? He is going to freaking smash this. Honestly, game. no. On- honestly, really? no. Really? The only guys I was locked. It play, though. The only guys I was locked into were Madison, Mike Davis, Kenny Galladay, A.J. Brown, one of Trey Burton or Irv Smith, Dolphins defense, and then Stafford or Fitzpatrick. And the way that those things made the most sense to me with liking Galladay more than Thielen was to play Taylor. And I could – like, Taylor was projected fine. Like, I knew that there was pass catching, like, problems, but then – Really, I probably would not have considered Taylor at all if I didn't know that Jordan Wilkins was banged up. Wilkins played like four snaps, so that ended up fine. It's just Taylor didn't score a touchdown. If you don't score a touchdown, you're not going to do well. No bonus, no touchdown. He did have he did have no four for 40, though. What's, you, know, you know who we haven't talked about today that I actually spent a lot of time thinking about? It's going to be someone terrible. Oh yeah, dude! It's definitely going to be like who's it going to be, Davis? Because we discussed, we discussed all. There were five playable running backs, in my opinion. There were four playable wide receivers, in my opinion. Two playable tight ends, three playable quarterbacks. One of them. It was a late, it was a late Saturday thing, and I actually considered him for a long time, but it just didn't help my lineup much. I'm going to say like Chris Godwin. No, Philip Lindsay. Oh yeah, that's so on brand. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that okay. that would have been on brand for you. Yeah, he came in. He came in at forty two hundred and got like twenty five touches or something. Yeah, that's big Nate Nolan. Yeah, it. like he, he, that he was, crushed. Yeah, if you here, if you tell me that the Broncos win that game and he touches, I I, I play him. 
but you know who I also play? Nate, we lose if that happens because we play Devontae Adams. Oh. We lose. We, we, get, we play Devontae over Galladay. Yeah, we do. And, and we just get crushed. And we forget that Aaron Rodgers actually still isn't. Is still, ball. he stinks. He stinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you guys don't do the sharp thing and play Henry along with Madison. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Aaron Rodgers in Scott Fishbowl scoring had like negative 20 points today. I was looking at my league and I, it was just one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. <laughs> Imagine you're in Scott Fishbowl, you're just rolling, you have, you think he's going to win the MVP and then he just puts up a negative 20 burger. <laughs> little negative 20 burger there. <laughs> And, and, when, and when he threw that second pick and the guy went down at the one, you're like, yes! Owned. Owned. <laughs> Dude, Philip uh, not a bad play. 4-3. No, he wasn't. He, wa- he was not. A- he was fine. He was it just made it weird construction. It's such a Nolan brand. It made it weird construction because I'm like, who am I going to get off of to get onto Lindsay? Like, I wasn't going to fade Madison or Davis. And, yeah, I mean, 1,500 wasn't enough. It wasn't going to get me anything off of Montgomery, so yeah, no, no but, Waller on the slate. So, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, if Waller was on the slate, I probably would have ended on Lindsey. Yeah, Lindsey was a good play. I'm just saying for anybody who did play him. I mean, Philip Lindsey is a better play than David Montgomery. If your if your thought process is I just want to lock up 20 touches, probably rather Lindsey than <laughs> probably better than Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> probably definitely better than Jonathan Taylor I I was even like tweeting like Jonathan Taylor's fat stuff earlier in the week like he has two broken tackles through five games his his long run of the season is 16 yards (laughs) he actually beat that today he he had a really long one today yeah Um, I think he had 21 today okay so this is crazy they were down 14-0 in that game right like what Dude, okay, cards on the table. I played the Colts defense on FanDuel. That's okay. My fa- my, no, my FanDuel team is uh, – let's just – here, we can end here. You guys can roast my FanDuel team. This is You're the worst Pittsburgh, team. Pittsburgh, bro. Pittsburgh was the alpha, <laughs> alpha defense play. This, this team I played on FanDuel, it's got to be the worst team I've put together all year, both in terms of how I feel about it and in terms of the amount of points I scored. I'm excited. On FanDuel, I played Matt Stafford, one touchdown. Of course. Alexander Madison, no touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, no touchdowns. Kenny Galladay, no touchdowns. Adam Thielen, one touchdown. touchdown. Chase Claypool, one touchdown. Uh, who's the Smith that I played? John <laughs> played Jeff Smith? No, oh, Johnu. Johnu. He got he got hurt. No touchdowns. Cold defense. Yeah, the only thing that's not a bad lineup. The only thing that saved me. Oh, and, and Mike was, Davis, one touchdown. But, but here's the thing: how do you, how do you not play Derrick Henry on Fanduel? It un, unbelievable, dude. Literally that's a, inexcusable. That is fully egregious. That's fish status. He was Davis. Probably- I actually like cards on the table as much as I hate D. Henry. I mean, on Fanduel, he's the play. Like, no, it was. It is. In, it's inexcusable, dude. Like, literally, so bad. That's spirits. You just went all in on Stafford and all out on Derrick Henry. And here okay, you so so you guys, I, I don't know how much you guys play on FanDuel, but there is this nice little element of, like, clean sweats of just, like, okay, I, I know exactly what I'm rooting for and I know exactly what I'm rooting against, and that's what got me is being like, oh, I just can root for JT on both sides, and then when he scores, you know, it's, it's bada-boom, bada-bing, and uh, it was not bada-boom, bada-bing. It, uh, it was very bad. It was very brutal all day, all day long. What can you do? When Jonathan Taylor's price adjusts, I'll play him. Yeah, when Jonathan Taylor's like forty six hundred, 
Yeah. When he's priced at what he should be for like a running back who's like out there sixty percent of the time or less. Yeah, like when he's go if Lindsay are equal, Nate will consider it. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Adrian Peterson has scored more fantasy points than Jonathan Taylor through five weeks. I'm not even being facetious. I'm pretty sure. Adrian Peterson in the zone. He's he's done though, dude. It's it's yeah, it's Swift season. Swift like is here. Yeah. Um. All right, there we go. We did it. Monday night, Monday night uh, football takes. I think we have a two game slate tomorrow. I just am excited for the Chiefs Bills game. I think that's going to be a fun one. I'm not but sure aren't the that... Bills bad now though? Like I think the Bills might. I think the 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 Magic Pixie Dust might. Have... Oh yes, I forgot. We're into small samples on this show. Yeah, yeah I mean the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, so let's not uh, forget about all that. Well, they scored thirty two points though. The Bill. I mean. I guess this is the thing is that Josh Allen still has very wide ranges of outcomes. Like he's not, he's not as dialed in as we had previously believed. I mean, I mean, Josh Allen is who we thought he was, which is just a very high variance, but talented quarterback that now he has some actual weapons like, like Stefan Diggs and stuff and a supporting cast that makes it like he's in a position to succeed. Dude, how amazing is it that there's going to be football? I mean, literally, Sammy, there's going to be football on, like, during your lunch break tomorrow? No, no, my, my boss has no idea, but I'm leaving work at, like, 1.30, so I can get So what lunch. time are the games tomorrow? Is it, like, it's 5? Like, yeah, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, West Coast. So it's 5 o'clock Central time? No, that's not how time works. I don't know. 4 o'clock I'm Central terrible. time? Oh, jeez. Davis knows how time zones work better than you, Nate. It is time to log off. That, that's how hard I've been grinding this year, dude. That's how hard I've been in these streets. I yep. learned time zones. Yep. And then you play guys like Jonathan Taylor because you, you spent all summer I mean, getting excited. I mean, about. honest to God, I could lose for the next 14 weeks and I won't be down money in DFS this year, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> these are fam- famous last words, by the way. This was How's like those... when my friend in Vegas was up like thousands at a at a – at a blackjack table and says, there's no way I'm just going to stay a little longer. There's no way I can lose this all. Well, I know, to be I, fair though, Davis is a legitimate. Like, knit. And we were laughing yeah. Dude, Davis, Davis me, is you're... a knit who's like withdrawn. And I guarantee you Davis probably played the exact same amount this week that he did last week. I rip on Davis a lot, but like his bankroll management, he's actually, I'm playing, I'm playing a little bit more. Like I'm probably playing, like I, I play in cash every, well, also it depends. Cause like, I get these games on Twitter from numbskulls. So like, I'm not going to turn down bad, like good action, but yeah, I mean, I play between 500 and $700 every week, like regardless of how much I just won. Yeah. Davis is sharp. You're such a nit disciplined. Um, Well, guys, I I haven't even had a chance to dunk on you about this CEH stuff. Remember when you guys literally thought he was like the second coming and he was like a great play at six, five, 6.5, 6.5, and then they went out and signed Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, this is me. You know, you never take an L, and then the guy's not even on the slate, and you're trying to hand him out. I'm, I'm not I'm not biting. I'm not biting on this. You guys, huh. like, all week, I've been waiting. All week, I've watched that Le'Veon Bell stuff just going, Le'Veon Bell is going to be the one who puts him in his grave. <laughs> How much do they wish that they just had Damien? I mean, Damien's a boss. That's why. Remember when people used to argue about like early early round draft capital on running backs and like there were legitimate people who thought that that was a good move? Like I, yes. guys, I, I, I can't talk about this anymore. I'm tilting. I need to go bathe. Like, let's let's end this. Yeah. All right. Later, boys. Later. Later.